This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to disseminating the Torah and Mesorah of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky and his Rabbeim. Please consider donating at eshelpublications.com to help us continue our mission. So we're holding over here in Mardavuchen Perik Memvav. Kvarzachanu b'ktas pirkezi amayma ki hevdel gadol yesh ben hayeshor lemitzias adava uben hamosas mehuse beatzmai. So he said, I've explained before that there's a difference between the um, the the uh, what's the right word for it. There's a difference between explaining that something exists, um, um, conveying the fact that something exists, versus conveying the essence of something. So when I'm trying to ascertain that something um, exists, I, and I don't need to give you um, any specific information. So all I need to do is show you various um, effects that that has. And I know that, that something exists. So Lamashal, let's take a simple example. If a person hears f- noises from far away, the person knows there's something going on. He may not be close enough to know what, when, how, not even what language, what exactly is being said or, or, or whatever, but a person can feel, can get a sense that something is, is happening um, versus wanting to understand the thing itself. And let's give an example, the Ramam says. She'ata, you, ilu Let's say there's a visiting king over here. He's from a country that you don't know him. And I'm trying to point him out to you. I want you to know that, you, you know, the king is coming there. So, there could be many ways in which you convey that message. You can tell them, the tall fellow who's white and looks old. So I haven't defined the king as his essence, but I've tagged him in a way that you can recognize him. Uh, um, one step further, you could say, He's the person that you see a whole bunch of people around him riding in a motorcade and, and holding the swords out, carrying banners and so on. So I haven't even described you the king, but I've given you a simon where he is. Or still further, he lives in Africa, in, 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 in Ethiopia. Oi. Another step further removed, 
he's the person who had this building built. So I know zero information, personal information about the king, not where he lives, not where he looks like, not where he's located, but he's the one who, who caused this wall to be built. So any type of activity of his and interaction, I can tag as describing him, defining him, some along those lines. Um, um, now he says, believe it. So right now I have given you a series of ways of identifying a king going from quite close home to much further. He says, there's even a further type of description of a king. And how, what would that be? He says, someone will ask you, does this country have a king? 100% the country has a king. Prove it. You'll tell him, um, this guy is a money changer and he's sitting in the marketplace with a big stack of gold coins. And this guy who's the money changer is thin, pale, old, not, not very strong. This poor person is standing in front of him this guy is, looks like a real, real gorilla, big, strong fellow. And he asks that he give him a small amount of money. He doesn't do it, and he screams, he yells him to get lost. So, why, why is this person just not um, muscling this other fellow out and take his money? There must be some fear of a government. So this is proof. So I have not even identified a direct marking, but I've said it can't be that there is a sense of fear of wrongdoing um, when one-on-one, that the kochos are so mismatched, there must be a melech. So this is, this is sort of a deductive reasoning. It's not even pointing out something, just saying there's no other way to explain it except that there is a melech in the picture somewhere. So you've established his existence by the, by the way in which this Medina this country is is structured. Um, it's it's um, you know it's it, it it's a law and uh, abiding country. The reason is only they're scared of the king and his yisur. By the way, it, I'm into Mishnah. There was once. I, I remember reading this. This was, this was written up a lot. This is like a psychological, sociological study uh, or case study. Um, you know, Mela, America, New York are considered jungles. That we understand, we know. But um, Montreal, Canada, 
is supposed to be a very civilized city, mild-mannered Canadians, um, very um, relatively homogenous people, no great packets of, of, of you know, of, of, of severely, uh, you know, uh, undermined people and so on. It, it got everything to be civilized. In the 60s, I don't remember when it was, in the late 60s or mid, late, late 60s, I think, there was a police strike in Montreal for a few days. And people went haywire. They, they, they stole from stores. They, they simply broke windows and, and took everything out, you know, like a pogrom, like a riot. And, and this is not people that had any axe to grind, anything. These are people that are considered to be the most well-behaved. And it, it's not like in New York, in America, when they had the riots in the 60s, people had some real kindness and so nothing. But, but, but Malch, it, it, the, the Mishnah says, without a fear of authority, um, society disintegrates. So he says, in all the Mishon that I gave over here, in all the various descriptions of the king, there's nothing that indicates at all what the king is, anything about the king. I've just described phenomena that either help you identify the king or make the existence of a king absolutely necessary. This is the exact same template for the way in which the prophets spoke to us in, in the Nevi'im and in Torah. Um, the, 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 when there was a need to have everybody um, conform um, to the fact that there's a revenge on the world, and that is absolute perfection. It's not that a God exists. Um, the people needed to, to look at God as a, an active, involved, Omnipotent uh, entity. So we needed to um, give over the 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 the, the marshal of it in in physical terms, he, and and you know he is he does all of the terminology used to describe a kaddish is because I needed to describe people, it's real. There, there, there is a God, and there are consequences for doing bad, and rewards for doing good. Ideas are not real to us. And therefore, if we were to describe God in any way that's not... When I, the only way I can describe God as being real is when I when I describe it in a physical term, that's when people feel that I'm talking about something real. Um, we don't buy into any. We don't consider anything to be real or true unless it's physical. Things that are abstract, but they're tied to physical things. Gravity, 
So gravity in, in itself is not a physical thing, um, but, but, but it expresses itself in, in, in things falling and flying and going all over the place. And people don't consider that as real as a, a physical entity. So, so the apple that fell on, on, on Newton's head was a real thing, as was Newton's head. The falling as a product of gravity is an idea. It's an idea we buy into, but but we don't see it as being as as as, as a mitzias like that, and that's something which is not concrete, but it's associated with things that are concrete. Um, something which is not physical at all, it's a it's a it's a dimion. We 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 look at it as a fantasy. When we ask somebody what's living, the only way we describe it is through motion. Because something that's not moving um, at will is not living. So even though movement is a result of life, it's not life itself, it's a different word, still um, people consider living when something moves around. Um, so knowing things that exist happen through uh, sound and sight. When we speak about communications, the only, the only form of communication that we perceive as real is speaking. Um, that's the way in which two entities can exchange information. So therefore, when, when, when we needed to understand that HaKadosh Baruch Hu um, it, it, it perceives whatever happens, so we have to introduce words like seeing and hearing. Um, that he's capable of perceiving things that are visible and things that you can hear. And when they and, and when they describe him as speaking, that he's able to communicate things to the That's the He's going to explain it more. And the only way we imagine something affecting something else and doing something is through the sense of touch. I, I break something, I pull something, I push something. Since we need some sort of neshama to understand that something is, a, um, is, is, is real, so therefore um, we, we, we give it we call HaKadosh Baruch Hu Kaviyach L'chai. V'kashalo yusku el ha'pulos kulam bonel b'keil n'gashmim. Since for us, 
seeing and hearing need physical kalim. So, so we give him all these kalim. Okay, so basically, we need to ascribe to Gadosh Baruch Hu those type of things that will give us a sense of it's real. And the only way we do it is by borrowing terminology that indicates to us that these things are real. And he says, um, the, uh, the point of it all is there is nothing lacking in So all these activities are there in order to 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 teach us about um, what really is sort of by what we understand we we can have an idea of what we don't understand. We, we've borrowed the term eye and ear in order to teach us about seeing and hearing. And seeing and hearing is 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 indicates uh, um, an awareness of everything that's around. And that's why we find in, in the Lashon of Psukim an exchange, an interchanging of the terminology, which senses do what? Because at the end of the day, whether we're talking about sight or sound, the main point is we're absorbing information about surroundings. So it's, it's, it's perfectly legitimate to say, Rud Vashem, Shimu. When I say see at the smell, it means the smell is evident. So, so it is true that it was a maimed nevua, but reimus akolis means appropriately they, they understood. So all the Kalim Gashin that we find, So every Chush is there to teach me about a certain Inyan. The main point in all of these metaphors and these borrowed terms is to, to, to give us to understand that there is something that exists, that is alive, that um, interacts with everything around it and, uh, and, and can give over and his activities can be perceived perceived everyone. We're going to explain how this all comes down 
to one God that does not have subdivisions. Um, the the Kavanah of this Perik is not to explain how this all comes to one head where there are no all, all of these different different attributes, it's rather one entity. But what I'm trying to explain in this in this Perik is um, that that all of these Kalim, Kulam Lahiris Al Pulas Kalim Mahim, Asha Pulu Saim Shlemus Tetzlenu. So we're going to attribute Shlemistika um, type of activities to Baruch Hu, where the main point is um, that Akash Baruch Hu is not lacking anything. The word Shlemus does not so much describe what is as much as that nothing is not. What about things like feet? So on. skip down to sort of the middle of paragraph. Now, of all of the internal organs, we don't we, we don't um, attribute Hakadosh Baruch Hu. and the reason is very simple, because the eye is something that conveys a certain activity to us, an interactive activity. So, Hakadosh Baruch Hu's eyes are everywhere means Hakadosh Baruch Hu perceives. I can't speak about Hakadosh Baruch Hu's excuse me intestines. I can't speak about his liver. Those are meaningless terms. They don't translate to any activity. And therefore, describing Kashbrok and that would be Hakshaman in a, in, a, in a very bad way. However, the heart is different. Why? Because the, the lave has um, a few meanings. Like the Ramasal described, Shem Asechel Gamkein, it's thought and understanding. It's the root of life. And when it says we're talking about the heart. Can, can be either the intestines or the, or the person's pnim. So, so um, when you're being specific, it means the intestines. So mea can mean the whole order of internal organs, and it can mean the heart as well. So the heart has a whole different aspect to it, even though it's a pneumistic aver, but we're borrowing it for other points of for other terminology. Um, we, we have not given him, we've never given the concept of Ash, which is um, something which basically is used to carry something. So anything that would seem to us as being um, not Bekovedic, 
not uh, uh, a a uh, those things we we don't share the Kesh Baruch Hu. Okay, umishpat hakelim kulam beemis echad hanir vemapnimi kulam kelim lefkulas hanefesh hamischalfes. All of a person's different kelim a varm pnimiim are either for the purpose of nefesh. It's it's to have a person exist. Those that that the the avarim that allow for mankind to exist. Or kalim that are there to 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 help a person accomplish. Um, so here he says we, we come to a split. Um, when there, these are verm like the hands and the feet, they're there to serve a person's needs, which doesn't exist by Kaddish Baruch Hu. Your feet are there to run away from danger, to run to the food or whatever. Also, the chushim for us are meant to be utilitarian. We're meant to, you know, to use it for food, etc. And also, animals have different needs like that. I'm not sure. I have a erased in my thing. Um, a person, by definition, does does not need anything for existence, for betterment. Um, anything that is would be relevant to Hakadosh Baruch Hu does not exist in the concept of of of, of a kli. That there, there are no activities like that. Um, so 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 Hakadosh Baruch Hu has no. Akashbar does not have extra quote unquote appendages for getting information and so on. So anytime I need to define um, a Kli, so for me to see around, I need to have a pair of eyes. So a pair of eyes are um, a tool that I have. Akashbar doesn't need those tools. Meaning, um, we say I have X faculties, and why talents. So I'm indicating I, I'm me. I may be endowed with the musical abilities. I may not be endowed with musical abilities. That's not the way it works. Those, the, 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 whatever is Shayat Kashbrok is not an attribute that's endowed, so to speak. Um, so, so therefore, all of these Torim are not describing a subdivision of the Shalom, a, 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 and some sort of um, 
branch, Kaviyach, and so on. None of this is going to describe that. He will speak about a little bit more what it does describe in, in the Hemshech. We'll stop over here. Um, we'll stop over here, Ms. Shem. So, um, the, uh, okay, so I think the next time we'll get together will probably be um, the first Thursday of, uh, in Cheshvan. In other words, after Cheshvan, Ms. Shem. Okay, Agmar Simetayva, a good kibben shiar, and cultive.